Hello, Jack here. Southland Hardcore is back, briefly. We recorded this week's episode in May 2018 in Paris. We're answering listener questions from the likes of Paul Ansorge, Dave White, Robert Vaughan, you know, the usual suspects. But just before that, let me tell you about my new web series, Gloss. It's a deadpan comedy starring Emilio Minucci and Adrian McLaughlin, who are both in the death of Stalin. In the pilot episode, Dennis accidentally volunteers at a charity shop uh, with, as they say, hilarious consequences. Let's listen to a... Hello? Hello. I'm calling from Combo Hospital Trust. I understand... You are? I'm calling from Combo Hospital Trust. I understand that you made a donation at some point? I didn't make a donation. Um, well, maybe somebody made a donation in your name. Um, but a- according to our records... What record? Uh... Where'd you get this number? From a folder. Is this a scam? No. Are you trying to scam me? I don't think so. If you ever call me again, I'm going to take that folder and I'm going to stick it so far down your throat you'll have A4 paper coming out your arm. I wrote and directed Gloss, which you can see at glosswebseries.com and vimeo.com slash glosswebseries. Or just open the YouTube or Vimeo apps on your TV and you can watch it on there. I hope you enjoy it, but please let me know what you think. Welcome to South London Hardcore. I'm Jack McEnroy. My co-host is Steve Walsh. Hello. Steve, I thought you were going to say bonjour. We're coming live from Paris, not live. Bonsoir, bonsoir. Yeah, they it's don't evening, know the time of day, do they? But evening is my other catchphrase, isn't it? Ah, uh, nice. Yeah, nice. see? Soir. So this is the furthest we've ever been to record a South London Hardcore episode, but since you emigrated, we don't see each other very often, do we? No, but it does feel like we're almost trolling people in it. Like, I moved in the other direction. We've not just come back to London to do one. We've gone <laughs> away in the other way to sort of do another one. Yeah, we're in Paris on holiday, aren't we, Steve? Very much so, yeah. Enjoying the trip so far? Loving Paris. One, you know, drawback. Could you live in Paris? Could you live in France? No, because they refuse to refrigerate milk and have it fresh, don't they? <laughs> Seriously, like, it's a big problem for me. I'm not, you know, famous now, a man with very, you know, we're now, I'm not a fussy eater. I don't have a, a you know, finely tuned palate. But I'm just really struggling with the coffee. I've had one good one so far. Yeah, it's rough, man. Highlights of the trip, though, Steve? I think it's going to be a couple of interactions with Parisians. The the not, fella last not night. Not Disneyland. Well, no, like <laughs> you, you sort of know that Disneyland's going to be fun and that walking around Paris is going to be interesting. What you don't know, what you can't control, is how other humans are going to be, and it can be horrible, can't you? You can run into like terrible people, but we've like encountered like random acts of kindness and just like fun things. Like as I say, the guy with the train last night, isn't it? Yeah, remind me. And <laughs> um, we're coming back from Disney. Uh, Euro, uh, Disneyland Paris, Euro Disney, call it what you want. And we have 90 seconds of panic where we think we missed the last train, even though that's very unlikely. And we think we, well, we have, we found the right platform, we think we found the right train. But 
they're cutting the train in half. Only half of the train's going to where we need to go. But we're, you know, our French isn't going to have to be looking out for that particular signal. Um, and there's a guy on the platform just going over a bike, just shouting at people, isn't it? And because I was saying earlier, like it's horrible, but because we're like you know from London, from a city, you're mm. into to sort of go. Well, let's not go towards the guy shouting yeah, at people this man, um, yeah. at quarter to mm. twelve at night. This isn't going to be good news. And we ignore him as much as we can. But finally, we Lakeisha actually engages and she, she's like, let's see what his story is. And he's like, you're on the wrong part of the train. You will not get to where you need to go. And we're like, thank you so much. Thank you for persevering with helping people, even when we were determined not to be helped. And um, we get to the right part of the train. And he just carries on, doesn't he? Like doing a shift almost. Just this random trying stranger to trying to just help train. as many people from other countries to get the right train. So they can get back to he said, we were the only ones that listened. Which is quite sad, but you know we almost didn't listen ourselves. And in the course of day, um, I was the bad guy, wasn't I? Guy on the bridge, yeah. Where a man comes over with a camera, and he's like taking photographs of people, and I just assume it's some guy who's going to want to take a picture of us and then charge twenty five euro. So he comes over, and he's like, "Can I just ask?" And I'm like, "No." I just like cut him off completely. I'm like, "Don't get entangled. Don't give him a chance. Don't let him get a foot in the door." And he's like. Oh, I just wanted to take a picture of this spot and I wondered if you could move away. And I was like, absolutely, absolutely. And then, just to sort of like make it even more, because that's like funny. Mm. Uh, but then we sort of ran into him four miles away later on, yeah. around the corner from a hotel in Belleville. Hours later, yeah. Several arrondissements over. And he just walks past us. And as he walks past us, I don't know if he hears our voices or reckon, but he turns around. And as he turns around, I'm like, looks familiar he's like I saw you earlier on the bridge and we have a good old laugh about uh, my my curt response to his very reasonable request without even hearing him out it's a small world after all <laughs> it's coming come to my highlights of the trip <laughs> so Steve today we're doing a uh, mailbag episode that's right um, I mean nobody asked this question did you cover everything in South London the answer sort of is yes and it when I look at the map and say, we think, what can we do? We kind of did all the areas. There are, you can all, I mean, Southland Hardcore could have gone on forever. Absolutely. We could have done more. But, but I do feel, areas. like, just looking over, I've done it occasionally, just doing, like, hold fast uh, business. And just, like, flicking through the headings of the 162 episodes, we did some really interesting stuff. Like, looking back on it, I think we can feel pride in the, the sort of breadth and depth and the randomness of some of it. But also, yeah, just it's, you know, if I if I stumbled across that, I'd be delighted, I think, as a, you know, member of the public, yeah, a listener. We'll get on uh, Apple Podcasts. Or it's all Apple different, isn't it? It's a different landscape. Yeah, kind of different audio place. landscape. Uh, for all our back episodes, holdfastnetwork.com for the other shows on the network. So we've resorted, Steve, to asking the listeners for questions. It's a mailbag episode. Or also, we've never done one of these before. It's us just constantly innovating, isn't it? We just finally, finally earned it. Uh, <laughs> quick, Le Sac du Post <laughs> episode. <laughs> a bag of post. <laughs> What's the first letter you've got from first correspondence, Steve? The first, I wish I knew the French word for. <laughs> if I say telegram in a French accent, will that help? Yes. So our first question comes from a friend of ours, Paul Ansorge. I've gone a bit French there, haven't I? And he asks, which bit of North London would you have liked to do an episode on? Well, it's I we've got some difficult questions here, Steve, right? Uh by difficult I mean 
then they're not easy answers. Not like I don't know the answer. <laughs> but this, and we won't shy away from answering them. No, no. But in this case, anything, right? You know, if if the Tower of London was in South London, yeah, we would have done like loads of stuff on that. We would have got deep in. And if Parliament was there, or Wembley Stadium, or whatever. But equally, what's some anonymous part of North London? You know, you walk down Tottenham Absolutely. High Road or whatever. Bruce Grove. We've done an episode on Bruce Grove. I picked the most anonymous part of North, West or East London and we've done an episode on that. Because there's stories there. People have lived there, they've done things. There's always stories there. You scratch your way at the surface and you'll always find something. Apart from Plumstead, famously. <laughs> where there's nothing. Yeah. I asked Dave White, who's going to come up later on. Um, to I the asked room. him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to go down to reception and show him my key. That's it now. What's <laughs> that? <laughs> I'll go more specific on my answer, I think. Just yeah. so Paul feels satisfied. And I know, you know, you say you won't shine away, but you've given a very evasive answer. Um, and it, it's something that occurred to me earlier. We were, uh, again, walking around Paris, and um, uh, we ended up talking about Postman's Park, um, which Great is, park, yes. Um, I can't remember the exact location. I always think of it as, like, just behind St. Paul's. Um, sort of between yeah. St. Paul's and the Museum of London, isn't it? Sort of equidistant between right the two in that direction. Museum of London, yeah. opposite uh, the Bank of America. It, it's the sort of thing that I love about doing a show like South London Hardcore. It's this, you know, unique space. It's, a, you know, an anonymous space that's been turned into like through people. Um, for people who don't know, it's essentially a collection of plaques, I think, sort of committed and submitted uh, by public subscription. Um, that memorialises people who lost their lives saving people from fires across the history of London over a, a huge spread of time as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite a moving... Quite poignant uh, as yeah. well, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sheltwood as well, which is nice. But I mean, it's, it is... It it's within, a lovely spot, but also yeah. there is that, that resonance to the actual space that they've, uh, you know, done such a, a great job of. It's that unique aspect as well, isn't it? It's not just, you know, uh, it's that very specific memorialisation, I think, that gives it an extra sort of... Yeah, and it's a nice piece of grass in it as well. Mm. Oh yeah, it's lovely space. Lovely space. Um, and you know the Patrick Marber play, um, Closer. I know of it. I've never seen. So it. there's a or film. I've seen the film. Um, oh, they did. I've seen the film. And, um, some other actors, and there's a film shot in Postman's Park. And if I remember oh. rightly, the scene is actually written as being Postman's Park. Right. Okay. So I mean, I'll Maybe just, I need do, to just watch name an area. I'll do a South London. I'll do a London Hardcore. <laughs> <for it. laughs> Do we have to rename the show London Hardcore? On the same subject, Steve, have you ever thought about anything about Castle Bar, where you now live? I mean, it is fascinating. Um, I've sort of got a grain of an idea uh, where there's uh, a a space in town, there's a big green area called the Mall, uh, that's the sort of central, uh, the village green of Castle Bar, as created by the English landlords uh, generations ago. And there's a space next to it, Spencer Hotel, which was where the Land League was formed in Ireland in the 18th century. It was one of the sort of first revolutionary movements that sort of turned into the nationalist movement that turned into the Irish independence movement. So it's this huge sort of, hugely important space in Castle Bar that sort of has, uh, you know, repercussions that resonate through to the creation of the Irish Republic. And it's sort of abandoned now. I think it's really sad. And... I'm sort of toying. I've actually got a document on my um, uh, on my PC, a, a, a file, a folder called uh, Mayo Museum, and it's essentially I'd like to 
uh, the Museum of yeah. Mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to specify that mayo you know, is named. You know the, the French council. put them on their chips. <laughs> they drown them in it. I've seen them do it, man. Um, but um, I'd, uh, I think it'd be a great space to do a museum that sort of collects the history, sort of social, political, cultural history of mayo, um, different aspects in terms of science and the arts and whatnot. Um, in one space that could then tie into regional museums that specialise in different areas and then use that pattern to sort of roll out across the country so you have Kerry, the Museum of Kerry that ties into existing sort of heritage spaces but obviously um, as to use a colloquialism in Casper as a blow-in which is uh, someone of Irish descent who's <laughs> moved back to Ireland like with this voice you can't go around going guys I've realised we're talking about Irish history and uh, tie together all these different areas but um, English blood, Irish the former, <laughs> the former uh, Taoiseach of Ireland, the Prime Minister, uh, Enda Kenny, is uh, a castle barman. So I've sort of got this idea to put together an outline for the shape of the museum and email him and go, this could be your legacy. So just hand it to him and go, you should do this. I don't need my name on it and it shouldn't be anywhere because people sort of go, who's the Cockney fella telling these Irish people how they should memorialise themselves? But um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm sort of immersing myself in the history of Castlebar as well. So it's sort of what I do in it, I can't help myself. What's the next question, Steve? Our next question comes from Stephen Graham, our resident musicologist, and indeed host of Talking Musicology, one of the other uh, shows that you can find on the Holdfast Network. He's very good in Stephen, and obviously listeners of the show will know him and his uh, wonderful views and knowledge of music. And he asks, what our most embarrassing moment was? Uh, well, I mean, for me, it's, uh, I've got a plethora. Yeah, I've got a few as well. Options. I've got one major one. That Mine all relate to hashtag more <laughs> uh, I would say, I mean, seeing as we're in France, Steve, I think uh, being sort of humiliated on air with the Monsieur Non. Uh, <laughs> got such a life now, isn't it? Which I had forgotten about, and the <laughs> like I could barely remember it. And I've pieced back this memory together of, you know, people might not have heard it. Um, I mean, it's not entertaining in my opinion, but um, I was all in a crepe, and uh, you know, can't speak any other languages. It's embarrassing. And the guy. To said, be fair, I've watched you in the last few days. You do make a lot of effort in French, and you're very good. Ah, oh, thanks, Steve. Uh, merci. <laughs> 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 <That's> <laughs> But the guy must have said to me something like, do you want sugar? So very, very basic. And I assumed he was saying, please take take your crepe directly off the hot plate. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and he admonished me, which uh, Lakeisha memorably uh, paraphrased as, monsieur, no. Which led to a uh, t-shirt competition. Yeah. For which the uh, inimitable Paul Shin won. And a catchphrase that we must have uttered uh, you know, 25 times over the last three days, isn't it? I mean, it's the closest the show has ever come to a meme, isn't it? <laughs> so that, I've put, oh, there you go, that's mine. Um, mine is uh, when we had John Grindrod on the show. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know, I guess it's a failure of research and also just um, just a bit of basic stupidity. You've probably forgotten this, or maybe you remember. But um, obviously John is an expert on uh, the construction of buildings using concrete as a material and for some reason I'd convinced myself that the concrete finish on walls was done separately almost like a plasterer 
You know, do you remember that? I was like, yeah, oh, okay. I was like, I, I had this thing where they were like plastering the concrete onto yeah, yeah. the wall, like building up layers, and they were drying or something. And he was like, oh no, no, they do it as blocks and they put it together. Uh, and I was He's like, just such that a makes, sweet guy. oh yeah, no, absolutely. But it was sort of as you said, you're like, yeah, of course they do. They're not sort of like putting wet concrete onto a wall and hoping for the best. They've uh, they've worked it all out. So that was that was pretty bad, I think. Yeah, that's a great episode, John Green. I've enjoyed that a lot. He's got a fairly new book out, so if you look in, on the G. The architecture section in your local bookshop. Now, his book, Concrete Opera, was great, and he's yeah. got another one following it. On Twitter, we got a question from at Allotment Slim, which is spelled exactly as you'd imagine, isn't it? Good. And he asked um, Mary's Cafe on Campbell Road, one of the best this side of the river? Discuss. Well, I'll start, Steve. Go on. Wait, have you been there? I was going to say, my answer is I've never been there. No. However, <laughs> what I would say is I have moved away. Um, seven, eight months from there. I've never been there, mm. but I can still visualise the logo. I can still visualise it. It's not changed. Right. Opposite the Methodist church, yeah? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I don't know about the quality of it as a thing, but it certainly is a, 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 you know, a, a visually striking place. That's as much as I can say. Yes. But what it evokes, Steve, is you kind of stand at Greasy Spoon, isn't it? I'm but have you been inside? Never. I've never been to Right, right. Yeah, exactly. I'm a, my dad will take me to the Star Cafe. Nearby, we won't take me, but he'll take you know. I've been there with him. I don't want to sound like uh, Lakeisha on our Brixton episode as well, but like it's a sort of like distance from my house where, I, yeah, exactly. I wouldn't go there for breakfast because I would have had toast. Like when I was living in Camberwell, it would have been too close for me to go for breakfast. When I was living in Penge and Dulwich, it would have been too far for me to go for breakfast. So I just, I never had a reason to go there. So, you know, if what well, I think what we can say to answer the question as directly as possible is if a lot of them is presenting that as an idea we would not dispute it we're not happy to endorse it but we're also not going to dispute it I think but Steve, we both agree that that logo is striking and when you're next over pay a visit I'll get you a uh, sausage egg and chips lovely odd moment of inception now where we get a question from Jack McEnroy oh senior yeah, yeah that's right Jack McEnroy won he used a, a ranking <laughs> don't look uh, at me like that first, I, didn't, I didn't put him up to the question um, it's your dad and he asks, the biggest piece of misinformation you ever gave out? And we, we went over this, didn't we, yesterday, Steve? We couldn't think of a single one. The closest thing we came up with was when we did an episode on the South London 11, the football team that would be based around South London people born and bred. And as a manager, we nominated originally Roy Hodgson of Croydon, who, you know, not a terrible yeah, manager. Like sort of since then, we can sort yeah, of revise the, it again, can't we? Because he's yeah, had quite I'm a successful never, time never at Crystal Palace. It, it seems like it was a dearth of candidates. Mm. But then... Gavin um, Rose has come to the fore, hasn't he? Yeah, since? like, you know, <laughs> certainly um, we've got a lot of affection for everyone. He's done very well. But we then amended it to Vic Buckingham, who went to Ajax and gave Johan Cruyff his debut, didn't he? So that was something where... One error. One error rectified within the show as well. So basically what we're saying is, if we did, you know, we were pretty sharp of that. But like, you know, if you're listening and you've listened to an episode recently or something's like been bothering you since you listened to it, do let us know. You know, we're happy to be corrected. Question from Sam Pullum of Sherds, another podcast on the whole Fast network that you should definitely check out. And he asks, who would you like to be played by in SLHC, the origin story? You know, like the social network. Well, Steve, I've got. Uh, well, I guess we've come up with separate answers here, haven't we? 
I, I just sort of thought who I, I've sort of thought of myself. I haven't thought about you. Yeah, yeah. Well, you I try not to think I'll about tell you. Who should really play you? <laughs> oh, you have thought about me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the obvious, not the obvious one, but like the one that people have always said is Nick Frost, and that just like you're yeah. poorly bearded. What I'm Simon Pegg. Not even. You're not even Simon. <laughs> but no, that's the thing. You know, Bushel is the obvious physical candidate. But he's, yeah. he's not got the chops, has he? No. Well, he literally <laughs> <Dramatic>. <laughs> no, but Nick Frost is the one that people have always said. I, I, I don't know if anyone more recently... I mean, you clearly got a candidate for me. Yeah, well, because I think, first of all, you don't cast for physical likeness. Do you for know? a start. I've made a huge Well, I mean, you know, when they do, they do. Right, they yeah, obviously yeah. Do. But they got the beards and the wigs, haven't they? They can sort it out. Yeah, yeah. But like, that's not the important thing about you. Is the fact that you're sort of a Caucasian male of a certain height and weight. That's the thing that feels most important. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I've sort of thrown that out, and I was trying to just go over a couple of guys from England. Is it Keenan Thompson? Because I'd love it to be (laughs) Keenan Thompson. (laughs) It could be actually. I I would honestly, if I was given a free choice, no, no, Keenan Thompson, please. so I've gone with, I wanted to go with a couple of guys from England, but they're not even English. One of them is. One's from England, one's American. Okay. For both of us, yeah. Right. I feel they could both play us. Yeah. Is it Keenan Lankell? No, no. <laughs> for you, right? Go Benedict on. Wong. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're wonderful Steve Oh, Wars. that would be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like that. And Jack McEnroy, played by Timothy Simons, who plays... Uh, yes. Who plays Jonah on Veep. Right. You know, kind of... Do you know what? That would kind be tremendous. Of, I mean, I've gone a little bit for the height thing there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taller than me. Yeah, yeah. But he can play the, you know, he can, he, he, you can see him touching a hot plate <laughs> when he's not supposed to and blame the defender. Yeah. it's Wong and Timothy Simons yeah. in South London Hardcore. The movie. And don't even bother doing the accent, Timothy. Yeah. And obviously, you know, Bernard Wong, the previous, you know, South London experience, it'll be... A sort of homecoming. Home. I did yeah, think of yeah. having Sean Locke playing me, but then I locked into Timothy Simons. Well, that's, the, <laughs> that's the guy, isn't it? That's the guy. Another question from Stephen Graham. It's an interesting one. Could be a bit contentious. Mm. He asked, "Who's our least favourite interviewee?" Lando. <laughs> <laughs> no, we cut it. We had to cut it, didn't we? We did. I would say also. Also, by the way. So I'm going to leave that in because it'd be rude not to. Lando, Gardens of Glass is like one of my favourite graphic novels. There's a collection in it, but it's yeah. brilliant. The guy is like supremely talented. Yeah, he is a tremendous comic artist. Available from Gosh Comics, One Berwick Street. Thanks. <laughs> I would say as well, this is probably a good opportunity for us to sort of pull back the curtain a little bit and talk about, well, one that's on us and one that's on... Uh, another company I mean obviously if you're uncomfortable to write this you can sort of like grab my what throat somewhere. do you remember when it's that poetry night oh yeah, yeah. and it's not yeah, this is the thing called? this was nah. I can't remember but, and it, this was very much it Bang was, said the gun yeah and, and it's, you almost like feel like you're in like a terrible sitcom you want to go it's not you it's me but nah. like we sat there it is you just sort of like made of cringe for yeah. a while and it was horrible it, it, and it's odd because you can't even sort of say least favourite interviewee because what we did at the end and this is really probably <laughs> pulling back the curtain uh, in it uh, 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 and, and uh, rampantly unprofessional we were so because our thing was we were either going to have to lie and say we enjoyed it which would be doing a disservice to the mm. show or we would have to tell the truth 
and just be really horrible. And we didn't want to do that yeah, because like exactly. And also, way. it was a thing where people, the thing was everyone else in the place was absolutely loving it. So it was it was us in that sense. So we were either going to have to be disingenuous. <laughs> Or horrible. And we didn't want to either. So we went up to the organiser and said, we're really sorry, but we didn't check the batteries on the microphone. Can we come back another yeah. time? And we just never went back. back because and, and the thing is, that's not even Lee's favourite interview, but it was a thing where... Yeah, we didn't interview them. Exactly. It was, uh, and, and similarly, just to sort of show that it wasn't always like us as the bad guys. In fact, very rarely us as the bad guys. Um, but um, what was the name of the, the place in Brixton? Uh, the Black Culture Archive. Yeah. And like, that was very we much... We tried three times, weren't there? Did we not go there three times? Yeah. To and a, like, we... To do an episode. We communicated directly with people there. We didn't just turn up, like, yeah. knock on the door and go, can we come in and just like, wave a microphone at people? We went along for a specific appointment that we'd made with someone and went to a place and sat there to wait for that person to turn up and then they went, oh, they're not here. Yeah. Can you come back another time? And it was like, just rampantly unprofessional. Yeah. Like, we, and we'd sort of like... It, and the thing is as well with both of these things um, we're not saying don't go there because like you know as I say you might love poetry and you should definitely go there if you do and the Black Culture Archive certainly has the reason why we to do the episode was there's like fascinating yeah, things stuff, yeah. and really interesting people associated with it they just weren't there when we said, they said they were going to yeah, be yeah. to talk to us so like, neither of them are like least favorite but they were like things that didn't happen because yeah. of you know situations that were not ideal to us so let's let's sort of angle it towards that David White who's still not turned up I mean I'm a bit worried he's going to be stuck outside very short question direct to the point this is what David White's all about he asks Burdock Homery well I'm seeing Tim Bird on Monday <laughs> with, with the kids you know what I mean our kids are best pals right right um, poor but, Owen but and I've read I've read half of Tim Burr's new book, yeah, right, right. Great North Woods. Have you read it all? I've read all of it. Yeah, yeah it's tremendous. Really good, like, isn't it? really good. Just and you know the thing is, on this show, if you're listening to the show, the chance are you're interested in South London. If you're interested in South London, you should definitely read the Great North Wood. It's set entirely within South London. It's very much about you know similar to the, the, what I was sort of the spirit of our show, in, interrogating the place, scratching away at the surface, and seeing the stories that are underneath and. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a fantastic piece. It'll be out by the time this goes up, um, but still, I'm gonna go Pomeroy, Steve. You know, Victory Motel, his most recent uh, piece of work, collection of um, four or five vignettes. I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was really like rich and funny, and like quite profound, and to sort of, um, it might speak to you about your own life, Steve. It was that kind of resonant. Um, beautifully drawn as well. Ask me the question. Bird of Pomeroy. Chapman. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna be dragged into David White's <laughs> little power <laughs> games, yeah? And Cat Chapman is just Cat Chapman, I thought you meant Hannah. But uh Katrina Chapman is just putting the finishing touches to Follow Me In, which is coming out later this year from Avery Hill Publishing. Full disclosure. He is canny. <laughs> he knew it would lead to this. Um, and it's a sort of memoir travelogue of Kat going to Mexico with her partner of the time and their relationship sort of crumbling um, and her sort of life developing. It's, you know, fascinating, um, beautiful artwork. I mean, she's such a talented artist. Yeah. 
And, you know, what all we've ended up doing here, of course, is just talking about Avery Hill publishing books, which I'm happy to do. Yeah. But, you know, we fell into Dave White's trap. Yeah, I've got one for you, Steve. Go on. Dave or Ricky. Now, go on, next question. Also, ask, ask me again. Ask me again. Ask me again. <laughs> Michael Gosden. Mi- <laughs> yeah. Miller or White. Chapman, again, because uh, the answer is always uh, cat. This is an interesting one. Robert Vaughan asks... How do you plan to repatriate Twitter, Twitter personality Trevor Bastard, currently exiled in Belfast? You're probably better answering this, Steve, aren't you? The way I'd like to do it, ideally. Brexit. Well, sort of, in that there's a political <laughs> angle to it. So, as uh, Trevor Bastard, who, you know, people from the show may also know as Wolfgang Moneypenny, a one-time candidate for the uh, mayorship? I think so, of London, um, has moved to Belfast. I am uh, obviously currently in Ireland as well. And, you know, traditionally, I think there's always been, um, you know, episodes where political leaders, revolutionaries can't stay in their own country, can they? It's, it's too dangerous. They're forced into exile. Like they're, they're, like they're buying from Barcelona with a dodgy aircraft. Exactly. Yeah. But you know, Marx, he, he does he's not he's not in uh, Moscow writing the Communist Manifesto. He's he has to do it in the British Museum. Uh, British Library Museum. <laughs> yeah, less so. <laughs> but, um, Just clarify it wasn't joke. So um, perhaps myself and Trevor can be in Ireland fermenting revolution. Mm. Just sort of like, you know, writing Letters, maybe. This is what people do, aren't they? Just like, you know, letters and just sort of organising the revolution in the heart of South London. So that one day, you know, the people rise and, you know, we get those pterodactyls that Wolfgang was talking about. So perhaps, you know, we, we do it by, you know, abolishing the monarchy, uh, destroying these outdated power structures in Britain and England and London and South London. And we bring... Trevor Bastard back across the water to lead his people into a glorious future. Merrick Mosley on Twitter asks, the wind turbines in the Razor, why do they never turn? Which in sort the, of... Um, in the Elephant Castle. Castle. Yeah. And this, this sort of brings to mind for me your dad's question where I'm sure we dealt with this on an episode. And perhaps Merrick's yeah, a more recent... Report, yeah. Live one, possibly even the Elephant Castle episode. Oh, the itself. Elephant around the castle. Yeah. But as far as I remember, they were constructed in such an inefficient manner that they just never worked as wind turbines to generate electricity. And in yeah, fact, I think it had to be. I think it's cosmetic, isn't it? Really? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think just bad design. It won a, a, a sort of carbuncle award or something. Similar, yeah, I think that's a bit harsh. I think it's. I don't think it's that. Like, but like, if the, if your wind turbines aren't working, you should get an award for being badly built. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. Fair enough. Isabel Roof asks. Isabel McCann. Perhaps, perhaps. <laughs> it's like Wolfgang Moneypenny all over again. <laughs> the least favourite thing you've ever eaten in South London. Which again is, is something we've certainly yeah. talked about on the show. I'll tell you what mine is, Steve. Go on. So, we went to this sandwich bar once, right? Oh no, not me and you. Oh. Not on the show. <laughs> With my family. Uh, my mum and dad and stuff. So Tooley Street, I think, like absolute tourist trap. Right. You know, food in Britain's bad enough as it is, isn't it? But like, it was like. And yet, he's still ahead of Paris. Well, in some <laughs> ways. And it, it said, chorizo panini, right? 
Then underneath it said cheese and marmite. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's weird. They won't put that in there as well. So I ordered it. And, and so it, they, wrote, they had it on the menu. They said, no, but listen, listen. I'm listening. But, so I want to clarify it, that point. Yeah. And it's, it was just cheese and marmite. <laughs> like, like, what it was, which it definitely was, is that they thought, so if, when you made cheese and marmite in a sandwich, that was called chorizo. Yeah. And yeah. I sent it back, of course. But why? So, I'll, I'll go with that, I suppose. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, we we talked at length, I think, a couple of times about pie and mash not being particularly good. Mm. But again, just so... And again, if you refer back to... I saw a picture episode, on Facebook the other day. I won't name the guy. He's a friend of a friend. You know, a friend of a, in quotation marks, friend. Three pies. Triple double or triple triple? Uh, I mean, it's with mash and uh, liquor. It's hard to say, isn't it? Yeah, it's true, isn't From it? a photo. But I mean, it was What's like portion a sizes? full sort of barrier of mash all the way around the outside. Three pies. I mean, how is that necessary? It's probably, do you know what? I reckon it's probably just to increase the chance of one of them being edible, isn't it? You've got a one in three chance, suddenly. I mean, it's still zero, isn't it? <laughs> the materials aren't there. I think I would nominate separately, because I think collectively we'd probably agree on pie mash as being the thing that we've sort of railed against the most. I don't know if I ever told this one, possibly, but um, perfect... Fried chicken on, uh, in you Forest Hill. I have, it, yeah. yeah. And, you know, uh, it is the worst fried chicken I've ever had. It was just, like, so dry. Just, like, it, literally inedible. I took, like, one bite, just sort of, like, back into the mm. box, and I just dumped it. No, no point telling them it. They know, innit? They know they're not. They're putting substantial chicken into that fryer. I once bought a piece of chicken from a shop that had a power cup. and no lights on when I went in. <laughs> I was like, wash, wash, ready. <laughs> uh, that was a particular low point. It was a cabal green, I can't remember what it's called. I think the thing that sort of comes out of this is, you know, we've eaten some bad things up and largely it's, you know, we're, we're responsible, aren't we? We've yeah, got we're not going into um, yeah. that MasterChef restaurant in Bermondsey, are we? But also you're seeing like Marmite written on the menu and going, well, it can't be. <laughs> it can't be. I've seen them that. change the word perfect to perfect and I still haven't taken that as indicated it might not be ideal. So, you know, there's a bad food out of there, but, you know, we're not necessarily the best judges of places. Finish off with one final question from Stephen Graham. It's a good one, I think. Mm. Our favourite co-host moments. Uh, I'll let you start, Steve. You probably have more, I suppose. <laughs> I've gone for one because he's asking singular <laughs> and I could just scrape one together um, I think one that's always sort of stuck with me and I think it was pretty early on it must be pretty early on where we did like a local news special maybe from the first one and I'd sort of prepared a bit where in the it must have been South London Press or Suffolk News South London Press I think it was had a thing where they had like this rotating crew of columnists and the columnists yeah. all had punny little taglines under their names oh yeah, yeah. and I, I and I say it was early on in the show so we didn't really not we didn't have the format but it was mm. sort of like we can kind of try anything and I was like oh maybe we'll do a game so I'd sort of written down all their names and what their tagline was and I sort of like format because but like sprung it on you and Louie was there as yeah, well yeah, yeah. and Annie and Lakeisha yeah, I sort of sprung it on you maybe. and it was a thing where I was like you know uh these are funny guys, isn't it? I don't need to, we don't need to prepare it. They'll be, they'll be good, in it? It was like, just absolute faith in your friends as, as being good. Um, and the first one I asked was, I'm going to get the, the, the first name wrong, I'm sure, but I think her name was like Michelle Carty. And the actual answer was Go Carty, because that was the level they were working at at this newspaper. And your guess, which just sort of, 
set the tone for the entire bit, just flying as it did. You just instantly, without a pause, just went, Michelle Carty, the unstoppable sex machine. (laughs) 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 And it was this thing where I was like, um, and I I felt a lot of, not relief, it was just vindication. I was like, this guy, uh, and I think it really, not set the tone for the show, because I think we both knew before, uh, we started doing the show. The reason we started doing the show was mm. we enjoy each other's company, we enjoy each other's sense of humour. Um, but it was this thing of like, I bet I can just throw this into the room and, uh, you know, Louis and Jack are the sort of people that will fly off this. And and it was great because then after that, it just, I can't even remember the others, but no, it just sort of, it was actually, really fun. Yeah, yeah. And it just sort of like, as I say, I thought this could be good and it was great. And it was so early on, it was just sort of like, this early thing where I was like, oh, this is going to be like, I kind of knew it was going to be fun doing this. This is going to be a lot of fun doing this so we can really sort of mess around. But yeah, Michelle Carty, not, you want to say pause or beat, but it wasn't really. You sort of went, the unstoppable sex machine. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, um, so I'll go, Steve, for the Mayday episode, right? There's a handful of episodes where I just sort of didn't do anything. <laughs> like, mostly. Like, I did a lot of stuff, yeah. You did a, a well, uh, the format of the show, the <laughs> idea for doing a show, all the recording, all the, yeah. you did plenty, you did plenty. But there's a couple where I was just like, I mean, there was a couple where I had a bad hand, and yeah. I can say like, yeah. there's one on train stations where I was just like, I'm not doing any research this week. <laughs> but say like the Mayday episode, where I still don't know what it is, <laughs> and you're like, we could just do one on Mayday, like myths and stuff, and I was like, okay. <laughs> And then you just like had a load of stuff about Mayday, but also about like English folklore, I guess. Yeah. And yeah, stuff like yeah. that, South London folklore. And then moving on to like modern stuff. And I literally had nothing. <laughs> and I still don't know any of the stuff. So, and I mean, similarly, Kevin O'Neill, where like, I mean, it sounds like I leave the room for an hour. That's fine, because it's like, you know, you get a great interview out of him. Proto Process. Yes, you know. yeah. Did uh, go on to become that. So well done, Steve. Well done, Jack. Okay, so we'll try and enjoy the rest of our trip, Steve. Yeah, one day to go. Just another wander around Paris, I guess, isn't it? Be nice. Um.